Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Rogue Watch Snobs, and you are in episode 31. What's up, man? Not much, buddy. How's your week? <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, 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 you know what I'm confused about? I, have we ever, have we ever talked about Dunkin' Donuts or like, like that experience? I can't remember if I, I, I was talking to someone recently, but I can't remember if it was you or someone else. Was that you? No, I, I mean, I, do you go Dunkin'? What the fuck do they have out there? You're in Seattle. Is it just like, 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 like barns, barns with coffee or what is it out there? So... So there's a, there's a lot of coffee. Okay. I, do, I believe in the church of Dunkin' Donuts. <clears throat> okay, yes, um, good. I, I can't eat Dunkin' Donuts anymore. Obviously, yes. But uh, their coffee's pretty good. So okay. what's what's your what's your Dunkin' Donuts I, story? I don't understand when I go to Dunkin' Donuts and I order, like, a donut and, like, a muffin and, like, my drink, which is three things, I get 17 bags. I, I like, I, I walk out like the Johnny Appleseed of donuts for some reason. Because yeah, I have I all of these that. fucking yeah. bags, dude. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, they, they bag they bag everything for you. They bag the cream, the sugar, the straws. Dude, I, had, I, had a bag, I had a bag for napkins. Like, oh, good. I can throw yep. both of these away at once as opposed to throwing out the napkins <laughs> now and the bag four months later when I find it in my car under my seat. Like, I can just, I can just simplify and streamline the fucking process. And just get rid of this refuse now. What do you think about the donuts in general? Because there are some donut purists that believe that Dunkin' Donuts um, are actually more like a cake mix than a than a donut. So I but. don't know. It's very hard for me to say. But I enjoy the donuts. But I definitely get the sense that they're they are either fried for a touch too long because they feel almost they don't they don't they're not obviously they're not greasy. Mm-hmm. But you can get that hint of like. These have been fried in grease. There's a local bakery here in Celebration uh, Joint called Sweet Escapes. Um, so a really funny side story, actually. Um, I had been talking to a bunch of people, and I'd be like, oh, have you heard of uh, the bakery Sweet Temptations? Sweet Temptations? Sweet Temptations? It, Sweet Temptations is actually apparently like a porn store where I grew up. And like okay. I was like hardcore confusing it with Sweet Escapes, <laughs> and like I was like perturbed. I'm like, how the fuck has no one in this goddamn town heard of Sweet Temptations? <laughs> and I was I was like, oh, I was sitting on my couch, and I had a drink in my hand, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's the porn store. Oh no! <laughs> now everyone thinks I'm some kind of like nefarious street masturbator or something like that. Man, fuck. When yeah, I when I used to think that I could make a living off playing music on tour mm-hmm. um <laughs> our guitar player who was tattooed from head to toe sweet he had a he had a dunkin donuts tattoo on his hand um dude that's epic and so he would just kind of show that and we would get dunkin donuts for free a lot of no. times in different in different <laughs> cities dude i have <laughs> got to get a fucking ublo tattooed on my hand that's the <laughs> just that's the only fucking solution Give me please. Free please. I'm gonna walk in. It's gonna be like a shitty, like a shitty tattoo. Like 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 fucking like Michael J. Fox did it with like a needle and like a Sharpie. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no. Like a really bad tattoo. And like, oh it's an oublow. When it really it'll look like a turtle that got ran over by a car. You know? 
Yeah. But um. Yeah. But yeah. But there's a place here called Sweet Escapes, not Sweet Temptations. They do not have uh, leather out of you know materials and, and dildos. It's Sweet Escapes, and they have donuts they make there. And after I had one of those donuts, I was like, dude, Dunkin' Donuts donuts, they're good, but they're not like. They're like they're like I I feel weird calling them donuts now that I've had this actual like motherfucking donut someone made. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's it's difficult to say. I still do enjoy it. Um I'm sorry we've been talking so long about Dunkin' Donuts, man. I it just occurred to me, it's been like five minutes, I think. It's okay. The average the average Hublot and the average Dunkin' Donut have like the same <laughs> diameter. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bring, bringing it back man you can tie anything back into watches <laughs> yeah no that was that was the the, the 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 17 bags just perplexed me because now now i'm home i'm home now and i'm sitting here and for some reason i haven't thrown the bags out because my my trash is full and so when the trash is full my apartment becomes the new trash bin and so trash just goes everywhere except you know the full bin and mm-hmm. so I'm just surrounded by these Dunkin' Donut packages like I'm still in college. Like, they're just, they're just, and it seems like I've been living there, but I was just there once. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I, I remember that. The, what we have here, um, we have something called Mighty Yo Donuts in, what is, cap, capital what is that? It's like. Is it, is it is like a local chain or like a, like a, like a solo location? I think there are just a couple locations here. Um. And they have normal donuts and vegan donuts, so nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice it's pretty nice. good. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's let's tie it back to watches. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, watch fam. Hey, watch thanks. fam. You guys are <laughs> here for too. In. I thought yeah. it was just Michael and I talking with our shirts off for an hour and a half about donuts and God knows what. But yes, you guys are here too. <laughs> let us let us honor tradition. Um, um, I want to do the wrist check because I have a lot of feelings about what I'm wearing right now, and I want but I want to go second. Do you go? Do you mind going first? Kaz got another. Another new watch. I got another new watch. I want to talk about. Yeah, you can you can go second because okay. mine is mine should be pretty pretty simple. I'm still wearing the uh, the bull of a moon watch, and Damn. it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of disrupted everything in my collection, and I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. But I do know that I really like this watch. Is it disruptive in the same way falling in love for the first time is? You don't eat. You let your homework go. You don't talk to people. All you yeah. do is just sort of make make your life about that thing you're fixated on. Yeah, I I know what you mean, and kind of I'm still I'm still coming off that watch fast high that you get. Um, mm-hmm. You know when you when you do it with such a good watch like the SKX, and uh, so I'm like I'm rotating watches. I might even wear like more than one watch in the span of a day. So like, at the hey, same at the, at the same time. No, no, I would. Okay, never thank God. Yes, okay. I would. I would never double fist it, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hashtag double fist. Mm, you know, I probably shouldn't hashtag that. I'm gonna double fist watches. I'm gonna wear my Apple Watch on my ankle like fucking LoJack, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk into the airport like everything's cool. So the the thing with the thing with the bull of a moon watch, um, I'll wear it mm-hmm. and then um, I'll put it back in the box and I'll say, hey. I'm going to wear this watch for a bit. And then I'll think about the Boulevard and just tell myself, nah, you're fucking lying to yourself. You're going to put that watch back on. So um, it's it's just been a lot of fun overall. And uh, it's it's strange how you kind of how you kind of progress as a watch 
collector and a watch lover mm-hmm. um in the sense that you get into mechanical timepieces and you really get blown away by the movement architecture and the kind of micro engineering and then discover quartz like crazy high-end quartz be it like spring drive or uhf from Bulova, and just i don't know like i just enjoy wearing this watch and i love that i don't have to worry about setting it it's yeah i mean it hasn't even lost like a second of time since i like set it the first time i i, I bought it have you um have you played with the pushers I play with the pushers all the time. So something <laughs> that I've something that I've found with with quartz chronographs, um, and that's not the case for another chronograph we're going to talk about later. But um, what I found is that the push doesn't have the same sort of kind of um, um, satisfying tactile like resistance as a mechanical does. Like now, does that like is it fun to play with the pushers on that? Because the pushers on my on my Orient Solar Chrono, my Xmas chronograph. Um, mm-hmm. I love that watch. It's it's probably the closest thing next to a daily beater, next to my sumo. I mean, but I I don't get any sense of like pleasure or enjoyment from playing with those buttons, you know? Because no, there's, yeah. there's just no there's no resistance. Yeah, I understand, and that's 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 a factor that a lot of people consider when they're buying a chronograph. Um, yeah. You you can have anything from say a, a Daytona that has like a very smooth click to um, kind of that Longine pulse meter. Uh, the mono pusher, it's God, actually no. kind of hard hard to actuate. I don't want to talk about that watch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought that watch up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ex-girlfriend. It's like it's like an, it's like the ex-girlfriend that I loved more. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, it's just I, why wasn't I in a why wasn't I in a better mental state? Why did I have to carve her name into my chest? That's gonna scare <laughs> anyone. That's gonna scare anyone. So I expected I expected the uh the pushers on this watch to be kind of smooth, dull, or whatever, but it, right. it's actually it's pretty it's pretty clicky and satisfying when when you actuate the chronograph. And nice. I do it every morning because I I use it when I make my coffee, um, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Are you, what, what are you timing your coffee for? Do you French press that shit? I don't French press. I use a Chemex, so that's kind of like a drip coffee, and you have to make sure it doesn't exceed like four three to four minutes or something like that it's kind of when you say chemex I, I literally picture like a beaker and a bunsen burner is that <laughs> is that what you're no, making coffee in that's actually more like a siphon brew, me- brew method um, but we we can we can talk about that on a separate coffee podcast <laughs> i have a 40 dollar cuisinart that just that just like runny diarrhea's coffee into a into a glass pitcher that i pour into a cup that i bought from ikea that's, yeah, that, my, that, that's my coffee experience <laughs> That works too, man. But I mean, I'm in Seattle, dude. I had to up my coffee game. <laughs> <laughs> so you use the thing every morning. That's that's, that's badass. Using it every morning. Uh, that's probably how astronauts make their coffee with their with their moon watches. Probably <laughs> when they're not when they're not having space sex or something. <laughs> the highly coveted fifty two thousand mile club. My God. <laughs> um. But what is uh what is not so satisfying about the watch? Okay. Uh, that I've noticed in kind of daily wear. Uh, there are two things that I don't like. Um, first is the loom. It's really, really, really sad. It's wow. very sad. <laughs> like, like really, really bad. I don't know um, why I thought it would be strong, but okay. Sorry, I keep cutting you off, man. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, 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 I'm all hopped up right now. I don't know if it's BGW9, uh, but it kind of has the same uh, Blue. bluish like citizen 
kind of tone that you see in in some of the watches and i mean Bulova is owned by citizen these days so i mean maybe it's the same thing wait are you serious um, i didn't know that yeah yeah but it's just it's just not really bright um kind of kind of disappointing uh and the other thing in terms of the chronograph movement that is kind of disappointing uh is the reset on the central seconds hand mm-hmm. so you don't you don't get the satisfying like flyback that you get with a mechanical chronograph it just does its own thing it goes all the way around right yeah that's a quartz chrono thing as a, as a, as a quartz chronograph guy yeah they, i mean they all do that <laughs> it's a quartz it's a quartz chrono thing some of them don't so like for example those autodromo prototipos um they have like a mechanical reset with their really like, me- mecha quartz sort of movement Huh. Um, but what's weird about the Bulova is that the chronograph minutes subdial, that hand does a full mechanical reset when you reset it. So fuck? it flies back. So I'm a little confused as to why the central chronograph seconds hand will just do the full <clears throat> rotation. Right. But the, but the minutes subdial chronograph hand will fly back like a mechanical chronograph. That's it. That's kind of weird, actually. What I mean. <sighs> I don't know anything about the movement in that watch. Is it modeled after another movement? Is it like a legacy uh, Bulova movement? <coughs> I'm really not sure. <coughs> Fuck. Bulova puts a lot of research and time into developing these UHF movements, and there are quite a few variations, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, the most famous ones are the ones that have like the full like smooth sweep you get on like the Accutrons and stuff I was gonna like that. Say, I was going to say, yeah. I would love to get I'll, one of those one day. Almost like spring drive. Um Almost, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really not sure why that turned out the way it did. Um, if anyone listening has any insight on that, if you're like a Bulova watch guy, or if you're specifically a Moon watch guy, and you kind of know anything about this movement, definitely let us know because that's interesting. I didn't realize that the minute register flew back, but then that's yeah, but that's but the central chronograph seconds actually does the full chrono like like horse chrono sweep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. But uh, you know, overall, it's it's a great watch, man. It's um, kind of all of the points that people complained about: <laughs> size and uh, you know the bracelet looking like a different material from the case. Um, I mean, none of that really bothers me. It it, it almost wears a little bit smaller than my Seiko uh, SRP. You were so, saying it was similar. Yeah, yeah, very very similar. But I I find the fit a little <clears throat> more. Um, a little more balanced, I'd say. Really, more balanced yeah. on the on the Bulova, more balanced than the Seiko. Yes. Yes. Well, usually, usually it's not the case. Usually, for some reason, I always found that those Seiko cases. There's just something about them which is just they're designed so well it that may they'll be, always be comfortable. Yeah, it may be because I've only had the Seiko either on rubber or like a nylon strap, so the watch will always kind of look bigger. I've never had the SRP on a bracelet. Hmm. Um, but the, kind of the whole package with the Bulova, uh on the stainless steel bracelet is just super super balanced. And right. I, I wasn't expect I, I I was expecting to get the watch, and you know enjoy it, but think that the size was a little off. But that's not the case. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's me. I, I'm gonna be wearing this one for a while, and it's gonna be pretty boring. Maybe I'll do another watch fast. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, um, I want actually. You just reminded me. I want to do a shout out. I want to do a shout out to Cameron. I'm gonna try to find his Instagram tag. Have you seen? Have you seen what he's doing? 
I have not. I'm I'm bad at the internet. I'm really I, bad at the internet. So am I, but I am I am in love with our Instagram. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say his whole whole name here. Uh Cam Cameron Cameron Laz. Ca- Cameron Laz. He is in the middle of a watch fast right now. He is on day twenty-six, and you know what he's been watch fasting with? Is it the SRP? It's the Orion One. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think I have seen those posts. How badass is that? Huge yeah. shout out. Huge shout out to Cameron. Uh, by the time, actually, actually, by the time I think this comes out, your watch fast will technically be over. Because right <laughs> now, on the day we're recording this, I believe you are on day 28, dude. Stay strong, dude. You're much stronger than I am. Or he's, lost tw- he's lost 20 pounds. He's <laughs> shaved. <laughs> hasn't showered. But his wrist looks great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important thing, man. So yeah, huge shout out. He's doing this watch fast. I failed mine. That's okay. I still learned a lot. You successfully did yours. The fact that you even contemplated doing it again is a little bit crazy. Um, but I would totally understand if you did it with that watch, the moon watch, the bull of a moon watch. It's it's all good, man. You can you can try it again when the time is right. Yeah, I could I could or I could just you know come homeless. I could do homeless. I could be, I could do heroin. I could become a cam girl, a cam boy. Mm. Which one is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, you haven't you started that already? Chocolateboys.com? Choc- <laughs> I really hope that's not a real site. <laughs> I need to buy that you are <laughs> I need to I'm gonna I'm just I'm I so listeners at home, as we talk, I just write things down that I say and I just like forget I did that and I just leave it somewhere. And so my fiance every now and then be like, Do you need this? And so she's just gonna find today's and it's just gonna say chocolateboys.com on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no context you you know you know what happens you know what happens when i google things oh my um, god michael has a michael has a rich and flavorful history of just googling inappropriate things at work <laughs> without without knowing you um, just do it you just you, you know what i mean you just you, you're just like a, you're just like a dog to an asshole like boom i'm gonna do that that's where i'm going <laughs> i'm googling this now Hello. Maybe, maybe I won't Google this. <laughs> Don't Google chocolateboys.com. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you're taking the moon watch, man. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's that's me. I I, I love this thing. I'm I'm so glad I, I went for it. Should I go? Is it my turn? Yeah, I think it's your turn. Hashtag new watch alert again. So I also just want to clarify, last episode I had a new watch alert what the um, Hydus Aviator in Black PVD, not DVD, as I apparently missaid. Did Did you catch that? Michael? I didn't catch. I guess. I guess people when I was were editing, like commenting, and it. people were like commenting and like DMing me P- DVD coding, LOL. And I'm like, listen, guys, I'm fucking. I I'm, I have a learning disability. I'm retarded. All right. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> You should have just went with it, man. You should have like, yeah, that's like a new material that I'm working on. this <laughs> watch, and it's going to be exclusive to Rivka, and Hublot's going to have to fuck themselves. You and know? you guys now feel like assholes. No, no, no. It was um, I. I said DVD coded, and I think I was talking to someone. I forgot. I might, actually, it might have been Cameron. I was talking to. I was just like, yeah, dude. All you didn't know. All Hydus watches are 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 coded in refuse copies of like Meteor Man on DVD or Blank Man. I think it's a Blank Man on DVD. Or uh, did you do? Do you remember that movie, Blank Man? Oh, I remember Blank Check. That's a fun movie. Blank Check was a fine, fine film. <laughs> Juice? No, thank you. I'm not thirsty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but no eagles flying, no chickens and no pots. That was a good movie, man. <laughs> Very good movie. Um, 
God, I'm taking too long for this goddamn watch alert. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I've had a weird day. So just to clarify, last episode, I had a new watch alert with the Hydus Aviator and Black PVD. This episode, I have another new watch alert. I did not necessarily buy these watches right now. I pre-ordered these watches fucking forever ago. <laughs> yeah, this, this one I feel like probably even longer. You've been waiting for this one even longer than the Hydus. Right? Yes, yes. When they announced it, I pre-ordered this watch. Okay. Like, like that fucking day. So, uh, hashtag new watch alert. I am wearing the Janus Trading Azores. Um, I guess it's like an old compression style case. You know what I mean? Um, I'm wearing the, the, the vanilla, not the mint. So, the mint vanilla designation specifies the color of the loom. So, the vanilla has like a... I wouldn't really call this vanilla. I would call it more aged parchment. It looks like aged loom, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's really, really cool. It's 40 millimeters, which is absolutely fucking fantastic because as we've talked about in the show, I've just I've just had this really weird thing where I, I want a 40 millimeter either vintage or vintage-inspired diver, which is why I was looking at those Zodiac Super Seawolf uh, 53s. Fucking, right. fucking beautiful watches. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I pre-ordered this so long ago, I fucking forgot about it until the Janus trading emails from fucking Chris started going out. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I, I forgot, I forgot, I pre-ordered this watch. Like, I didn't, order, <laughs> I didn't order this porn. Like when I showed it to, you know, like showed it to my doorstep. Like, whose who's porn <laughs> is this? Baby is not mine. Damn you, past Kaz. You know. But yeah, no. And so I started getting emails. I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, let's 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 see when this thing gets in, man. I love this watch. I think it's actually fantastic. It's um. So, uh, Michael, you would know better than I would, but it's, it seems to be modeled after, like, old-style compression cases. It has an interior rotating bezel that re- rotates super, super smoothly. Both crowns um, for the movement, which I'll talk about, and the rotating bezel are screw-down type. The rotating bezel crown is at 2 o'clock, and the crown that controls the movement mechanism is at 4 o'clock. It's a sapphire crystal. It's 48 millimeters lug-to-lug. So some folks might feel like it might be a touch too small or might not wear as like you would expect being a 40 millimeter diver 48 lug to lug um i think it's i think it's 12 millimeters thick 12 or 13 millimeters thick yes it's 12 i have the thing open oh cool yeah i have it on my phone right now um and i absolutely love it it's super comfortable it wears really really well it's um it has so we were looking in the during the pre-talk i think we figured this out these look like old seamaster 300 hands yeah, yeah, just <laughs> that's right? funny. Out of out of coincidence, I've been yeah, I've been drooling over the Seamaster three hundred Master Co axial, and it's like it is the same. It's the same hands, same handset. Yeah, dude, just buy this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. I should. You know, it was what's funny is this thing is actually scratching my Super Seawolf fifty three inch. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, it's it's mm-hmm. uh from from the specs, you know, like a nice forty millimeter dive watch with. Uh, with a very compact uh, case length. Yeah. And um, really, yeah, really digging it. Yeah, the, and there's uh, no date, right? There is a date. Oh, there it's, is? It's, it's actually camouflaged fairly well because the date wheel is the same color as the, is the same kind of dark gray as the dial. It is between the four and the five. It's a little circle. You'll know it if you follow the white circle, there'll be a break between the four and the five. And that's oh. where the date is. Well, actually, okay, no, I'm an idiot. Um, the date is there because I chose for it to be there. You had the choice of having a date or no date. Okay, I think the ones that I'm seeing don't have a date. Because <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah, I'm really okay. not finding this. Yeah, thing. sorry about. It. I, see, that's how long ago. I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> I don't even remember the ordering process. You know what I mean? 
Right. Uh, yeah, I chose for this to have a date because um, most Janus trading pieces give you that option uh, during the pre-order process, date or, 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 or no date, which is why you might see some of those knocking, um, knocking snowflake subs with uh, dates or some of those um, Santa Cruz uh, right. sub yeah. um, homage pieces. Um, I mean, I guess that technically... It's, it's okay, that's a complicated topic. Maybe they're homages, maybe they're not. Who cares? Um, you know, with dates, without dates. So this one, I chose for it to have a date. The movement is interesting. So uh, we've actually talked about this in the show. Um, even though I completely forgot this piece was coming in, in some of our earlier episodes, when I, I think I had just freshly ordered it, I mentioned I was excited for this piece because it has the um, STP-1 movement, which is the first iteration of movements made by... Oh, I'm going to burp. Fuck, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm drinking beer right now. There's um, a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> i wish i was a baby that'd be so cool (sighs) baby with a rolex oh my god we have got to start that instagram account oh my god michael we gotta have a baby i mean not you and i but we have to find like someone with a baby and we gotta get a rolex on it well preferably preferably the person that has the baby also has a rolex that are very very easy investment i think i mean details i feel like not everyone will want their kid plastered on the internet so maybe we can just cut the parent out of the situation you get a baby and just get just get some rolexes on it when you cut cut the parent out of the situation that's a kidnapping Mm -mm, no see when you sit michael when you say it like that (laughs) that's wrong all right just to clarify, watch family kidnapping is wrong. Super not cool. Do not kidnap anything or anyone. <sighs> okay, so yeah, the um, god damn it, <clears throat> I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. I was talking about the movement. I was excited for this STP one movement because it's the first iterations of movements that have come out from the uh, movement manufacturer that's owned by Fossil. So Fossil is making. I mean, there's it's essentially an Eta clone, an Eta two two four two eight two eight two four. Two four two eight two four. The problem is there's a there, there's a Slava there's a Slava movement with the same fucking numbers and now it's got me confused. I think it's two four two eight. No no no. Well you're close. It's the twenty eight twenty four. God fucking damn it, Slava! Stupid Slava watches. What is it? Two eight two eight two four. Yeah. <sighs> it's an edit two eight two four clone. Um, which uh, you guys should start paying attention to because slowly Edda is going to start. I mean, they already have started pulling back um, production. So if you're not really sure what I'm talking about with Eta, Eta is a movement manufacturer that's basically the movement that, that's basically uh, owned and operated by Swatch. Like, like the, you know, they make Swatch uh, uh, company movements. So movements, you know, um, um, that go into what watches. I know, I know Longines has Eta. What else? Is, what else has those? Yeah, I mean, well, they're they're like the biggest <clears throat> watch con- conglomerate in the world. Yeah, um, yeah, own a bunch of brands. So what's happening is they're scaling back production and limiting access in order to really, I mean, you know, business-wise, it's intelligent to kind of hurt competition because you don't want to sell movements to people who are making competing watches. You know what I'm saying? So they're kind of making the Eta movements a bit more exclusive. So they're increasing the prices, they're limiting production. And so what's happened is you've seen a lot of micro brands like Janus Trading, um, trying to source movements elsewhere. So a really popular one, obviously, is, is Miyota, the Miyota 9015. Probably doesn't have the same on-paper specs as the 2824, but it's still a goddamn fine movement. I mean, it, it's 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 a really hard movement to beat. And you're, Michael, your Raven has that. that. How smooth does that thing wind? Very smooth. Yeah, the Raven has that one. It's a nice movement. Yeah, this STP-1 does not wind very smoothly. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> 
which is interesting. So <clears throat> it it's very accurate. It's 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 it sets really really well. Everything seems very reliable about the movement. I don't understand what the hell is happening with this winding mechanism because every two micro clicks there's like a loud not a loud but like a relatively loud th like thudding thudding click like the like the um, like one of the gears within the mechanism has like weirdly spaced or large gear teeth it sounds like an old like medieval like torture rack almost like with that click that heavy like it's i don't understand why it does that it's not affecting the function and so the only reason I'm bringing that up is is this is the first time I've ever had a watch with this movement. Watch family, uh -huh. is that happening to anyone else? Is anyone else <laughs> having well, that experience with the STP one? Well, I mean, I think I think it varies um, because if you take if you take like a like a '90s Submariner with a caliber 3000 mm -hmm. uh, and you wind that thing, mm -hmm. you feel like you're. Um, it almost feels like you're trying to flick a lighter on like it's not it's That's not funny. very smooth either it's like right. a, it's <clears throat> crunchy it's kind of Ooh. like i don't know it's don't harsh want, at times i don't and want a crunchy watch no you don't want a crunchy watch <laughs> um so but i mean it's it's normal uh some some movements just don't wind okay that well so i've or, been i've i've possibly become spoiled to the um like this uh, become spoiled by the 6R15 or the 4R35 in my Seikos and the 9015 in my uh, in my Sterbol. Is that kind of the case? Yeah, I, I mean, possibly. I mean, you know, like newer Rolex movements, for example, like the Caliber 3186, like uh -huh. in, the, in the GMT, that's like buttery smooth. <clears throat> like <laughs> like yeah. there's there's nothing like it. Um, the smoothest watch I ever wound, wound, wind up, mm, mm, winded, wounded, mm, wounded, wounded. The the smoothest watch I ever wounded up was um, probably that eight day in house caliber Panerai, where oh, okay. I had that awful, awful experience where they almost tricked <laughs> me into buying an eight thousand dollar watch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I undid that crown, that weird superfluous fucking crown guard, and uh, I wound that watch up, and I'm like, holy shit, that's like. That's like an incredibly smooth, like winding. Like, like that's really. I don't know. I don't know what they did to this fucking watch, but it was that thing was a pleasure to wind up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it's I. You know, these these STPs are still pretty pretty new, and um, yeah, I, I'd <clears throat> say you have a really early experience with them because I can't think of too many watches. <clears throat> that, I mean, the Zodiac Sea Wolves do use them, correct? The old ones use this STP one. The new ones have the STP threes, which are like. You know, certified chronometer or not chronometers. Um, they're they're I think they're Cosk certified or some shit. Really? Yeah, man. They're really they're making a big splash about it. These new. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. Political. They're probably they're probably way more expensive than if they're if they're sending moving movements to Cosk to, I, to get I them certified. Mm, I don't I don't want to sound like an asshole. Well, I mean, I always sound like an asshole, but I want to make sure. <laughs> we love you, Kaz. Don't worry. Mm. Mm, you wouldn't. I. I. I'm like. I said this before. I think during one of the episodes. Like, I might be funny for the hour and a half that like the watch family is with me. But Michael, you having to hear my bullshit all the time is just not fair to you. <laughs> it's just completely unfair to you. My texts, my frantic phone calls. This is. This is not fair to you. Uh, I'm. I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> super. Okay. Zodiac. Super Sea Wolf. Mm, I'm not clicking that. Uh, okay. Here. Zodiac. Zodiac watches. 
I mean, it, it is it is possible. Um, Zodiac, your 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 Seawolf page four hundred four. Get your shit together, okay? Oh my god, it's fine. We 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 can look it up later. And, and yes, yeah, we'll look it up later. But yeah, so the uh, the new ones are using those. So this is the first iteration of movements to come out of that. So that's a good point, actually. The new ones, these new SCP threes or SCP thirteen, I can't remember what it is. They might they might wind better. They might have worked out some of the kinks. Otherwise, I think the movement is great. <clears throat> I think it's going to be exciting to see it in a lot of other watches because I know it's an economical option because now that Miyota realizes um, people are kind of sh- like shying away from ETA because of cost, Miyota is increasing their prices. As long as they're cheaper than an ETA, they're fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So these STPs are an interesting Swiss-made option. That's, that's the other selling point. Um, you get to say Swiss-made movement. I mean, to me, that's meaningless. But to some people... You know, it, yeah, it's it, it's really important, I guess, for the marketing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's everything about the watch that I that I that I that I don't like. Okay. Okay. Michael, can we talk about this fucking bracelet? Yeah, it, I, from I, the photos, from the photos, it seems like a clone of a Doxa beads of rice. Bracelet. It looks like a beads of rice bracelet. It is a beautiful bracelet. Um, I would have loved to have had the opportunity to actually put you know on my fucking disgusting wrist. But um, this is also the other question. If anyone out there listening also has this watch, um, do you also have the same experience with the bracelet? My bracelet, um, I don't want to say it was awful because I don't want to be like mean or harsh. Oh, you can be mean. But it was fucking awful. Yeah, no, it was just awful, dude. I don't, I, 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 it was the most frustrating thing ever because two two big issues the bracelet again you know it was beautiful obviously but the two really big things the links are screw type links so instead of having to like like use a hammer to hit a pin or to like use your teeth to try and push a pin out the size of the bracelet there's just a little screw which is awesome because i, I, I think one or sorry i'm burping right now <clears throat> fuck i think one or two of my watches have um have screw in lugs like those screw spring bars and so i'm like oh perfect this thing doesn't have it this thing actually doesn't even have um drill through lugs which is kind of annoying but whatever um and so I'm like awesome it'll take me two seconds to size this bracelet all i gotta do is get my screwdriver put it in the thing and unscrew the pin out you know what i mean mm-hmm. um those i don't know I, I i think i don't know who made those those links those screw links but they basically just fucking melted like butter and immediately stripped like they immediately stripped like two of them are fucked and I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? So it's the case where the the bracelet build quality wise seems fine, like a bracelet that you would want to wear. I would love but, to wear it. But the uh the screw in links Well um, there is actually a build issue with the bracelet. That's the second part. But okay. yes, so the screw in links I don't know if anyone else has had this issue, and I suspect they might have, because most of the pictures I've seen on the internet, the watch isn't on the bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have it on the rubber strap it came with, which is cool. I like it. You know what I mean? Um, I love the watch, but that bracelet. So yeah, those things, two of those screws immediately stripped, and the watch, like, I was able to sort of finagle it to a point where I'm like, okay, I can wear this thing on the bracelet. These these, these screws are stripped, whatever. I can just go in and use the micro-adjustments on the bracelet clasp. Yeah, no, right. I can't. Yeah, I mean, no, I can't. They don't work. They're just there, they're, they're just there for looks, all right? Mm. You can adjust it. You can move the spring bar that's in there uh, a couple holes tighter. But the problem is the tolerances in which they were dealing with, once you put it to where it goes, 
there's the bracelet link that actually has the spring bar in it, it's too wide. So the, the bracelet won't fully wrap around your wrist. It'll always catch on the buckle. Weird. Well, that, I mean, that Tropic rubber strap that they seem to include looks really nice. Yeah, that's what I have it on now, and I super dig it. But my, my question, I think I would have loved to put the thing on the fucking bracelet. My question is, watch family, like, have you guys had the same experience? Like, have you guys, like, anyone out there who's done, who got one of these as well very recently, like, did you not have a great experience with the bracelet? Because I know, Michael, you and I talked about this, and we can probably do a whole other episode on this, that, like, doing bracelets as a micro brand is apparently tough. It's hard. It's expensive, and um, <clears throat> you're gonna cut corners somewhere if you're gonna try and keep your prices under a grand. Yeah, that's just what I think. Yeah. So I'm curious to know everyone's opinion. I want to know everyone's opinion because I want to do right up on the watch, but I want to get like a poll of people to know if this is just me. The other really like weird and annoying thing is that um, Janice Trading sent out an email saying like, hey, you know, you guys, before like you take all the plastic off of the watch, do your own, you know, quality assurance check, because as soon as you take the plastic off, like we can't really do anything. And I'm like, okay, that's whatever, fair enough. And so I took it out of the watch, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, pretty watch. And I looked it around and everything looked fine. I mean, obviously I'm not going to know the bracelets, you know, like not working very well if all the plastic is still on it. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So like, I, I, I just feel like I'm screwed. I don't know what to do. I mean, if anything, I, you know what I could do if I had like a fucking like a like a grinder or like a or, or like a like a I don't know. I have a Dremel with a sand like a sander on it. I could like try and grind down this one link in the micro adjustment area so it does fit, so it's not too fat like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just oh man, it's just I was really disappointed by that. You know what I mean? So that was a a mainly positive experience but just a slightly negative one um I'll, I'll i'll fully form my opinion once i hear back from people so yeah anyone out there just let me know if you've had the same experience with this thing i'm curious to know yeah well i mean glad you finally got it um yeah i'm sure i'm sure that stuff will pan out and uh i think i think i love i love the watch i think it's great yeah i think listeners will probably help you out a bit we'll see we'll see we'll see should we move on to the main topic because i did not realize how long i've been talking about, yeah, about, we did, uh, about cam girls and wristwatches. Yeah, cam girls, we did donuts and watches so far. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, because we're going to talk about um, kind of, it's somewhat of an extension of a previous talk, topic that we tackled. Uh, that's fun to say. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, the authorized dealer versus gray market debate. Yes, that we've we've kind of been discussing for some time. We, we've and, we've kind of danced on it, but I feel like a a good structured, super like high level boilerplate discussion about it. Yeah, is needed. Makes a lot of sense for us. And to I, I think I think we can kind of start the topic by clarifying <clears throat> what gray market is uh, for people that are just getting into watches. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to go so, for it? Or should I? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can both talk about it, but basically, I, I know that gray market is something that sounded scary to me when I was getting into watches, <laughs> um, because you Google a watch and then you get ads on Google and like sponsored links and mm-hmm. all this weird crap, and then you get blogs and then you don't really know where to go. You kind of almost can't even tell what a watch costs mm-hmm. <laughs> right away. Um, but anyways, uh, gray market is basically when you don't go through an authorized dealer. I think that's as simple as you can say it. 
Um, I don't know if you have any other take on it. Well, yeah, but, no, of course. I mean, there's, 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 there's a, there's a, the, the big thing is like, you know, you're getting a watch through a gray market. Um, you're not going through a dealer, obviously, but the thing is, then you have to kind of get raise the question. Well, okay, if gray markets are not directly affiliated with brands, how do gray markets get those watches? Because authorized dealers obviously have a relationship with the brand, correct? Who is is uh, supplying them with watches? And so a lot of times, gray markets um, will get the watches. I I'm honestly not super clear about. It. I know I have an inkling about how very niche high-end gray market dealers like David SW and um, like Lunar Oyster get watches. I have, I have an inkling on how they get watches, but like bigger ones like Jura or fucking Joma Shop or right. – um, that's a, that, that, those are the only two I can remember. There's a lot more than that, but that, that's the only two I can remember right now. Mm-hmm. What I suspect they get watches that basically from retailers – so basically so, – so when an AD or when a retailer gets a watch in, if that shit doesn't sell, they have to recoup loss somehow. You know what I mean? Yes. And so what I suspect, because the thing is they paid for that fucking inventory. They, they paid for that inventory and basically what they had to do is whatever they paid for it from the brand, they put a markup on there and sell it to you. You know what right. I mean? For whatever they paid from the brand in addition to the markup so they make a, make, a, make a profit. The problem is if they don't sell it to anyone, they don't make a profit on their markup and they still are losing money because they still paid the brand for the watch. So what I suspect happens is these retailers, these ADs, they have relationships or some sort of contact with specific um, gray markets or people who kind of cater to gray markets act as brokers and gray markets buy watches that didn't necessarily sell. Sure. And that's, I'm sorry. That's, that's how I think not long ago. um, I don't know if you remember, but Costco was actually a gray market dealer for Omega. (laughs) What? You yeah. you were telling me I could have bought three packs of three tubes of toothpaste, and an Omega. Well, it's at Costco. It's like the crate. You get the crate of toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the <laughs> crate of Omegas. <laughs> Not, <laughs> and and a Speedmaster, if if you so. Ooh, that's so awesome. Desired. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll get a I'll get a twenty four pack of toilet paper and then a crate of Omegas. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. No, 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 yeah. fine. And uh, I'm, I'm, the story is kind of hazy, but Omega actually tried to sue Costco because I think Costco purchased like surplus oh. Omegas from South American authorized dealers and then started building <laughs> this stock of really actually authentic Omega watches. Um, so whether the initial dealer is looking to just break even because these watches aren't selling um, either way, these gray market dealers are um, actually selling authentic watches, but a lot of times it's hard to tell. Um, and that's that's where the kind of research really plays in. Um, right. Well, the as big- is with, with any expensive purchase, you have to kind of you know, buyer beware, I guess. Well, here's the thing. Here's the big difference also. The people that are kind of sort of anti-gray market or at least too gray market cautious – the big thing is not obviously. I I have very few doubts that when you buy gray market, the item is authentic. I don't doubt that. I really don't. You know what I mean? Like I, sure. I, the doubt comes in in regards to whether obviously you won't get the brand or factory warranty with the watch. If you buy gray market, you're you're buying that shit bareback. Like you are not getting a warranty with that watch. You know what I mean? 
that's the big thing and that's that's kind of like the biggest hit that um i think joma shop takes that's that's the biggest complaint that i've seen yeah because Um, the the other issue is you gotta think about like this if you're buying an expensive mechanical watch if this thing didn't sell and it was sitting for a long time and god knows how many places kicked it back and forth so and so forth maybe it's also entirely possible that the watch was purchased at an ad it was defective in some way, returned, they couldn't sell it back again, gray market buys it, you buy it, you will have a factory warranty. Yeah. So even well, if it's how, worth... How important is a factory warranty? It depends. If I'm buying like a $7,000 you know, mechanical watch, like I would like to have a factory warranty because I don't yeah. trust the Joma Shop warranty. Whereas if I'm buying a $300 quartz, bro, you don't need a fucking warranty on a quartz. Yeah. It'll be fine. You could take a dump in it. It'll be fine. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I see. Which I, I see a lot of people kind of argue and bicker about the the factory warranty, this and that. Um, but I suppose I I may not recommend that you get a seven thousand dollar watch <laughs> on Joma Shop. <laughs> I, I, people do. My my bro. Oh, my, 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 I don't know how much my brother paid, but my brother got some like Breitling. You said right? Yeah, he got like a rose gold Breitling that's like the size of a fucking hockey puck. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it on my phone. See if I can okay. I'm just gonna I'm gonna type in ugly rose gold brightling and see what happens. <laughs> so I guess yeah. So some people some people do it, but um, probably the most attractive, you know, element of this is that the price is considerably lower than if you're going through an authorized dealer, and that's why these um these gray market dealers are in. <laughs> I actually found it. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> I no, I don't want you. I don't want you Pinterest. I want you to tell me what the fuck this is. Oh, you're done. If you landed on a Pinterest page, you have to, <laughs> you have to make an account. Bright. <laughs> mm, this can't be right. Brightling Avenger Two. How much is this watch? This can be pretty expensive. Yeah. Well, he's a doctor, yeah. so he, so he, you know, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but like I said, less if you go through uh through gray market. Yeah. So um. This Bulova, for example, was gray market. I was not right. gonna pay. I was not gonna pay the price that um, Bulova's asking, because uh, while it isn't bad, um, you know, I just, I just knew that there was there was gonna be like a quote unquote like street price for it. Yeah. Um, well, the thing and, is, with with that watch, I would not hesitate to buy that watch from NAD or, or, or right. no, I'm sorry, from 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 gray market. Sure. Um, I, I this just popped into my head, so I'm, I'm I'm sorry if this is like throwing us off course or interrupting you. But no, no, go for if it. If the case happened with my Blue Lagoon Samurai, I'm buying that fucking shit from the Seiko Boutique. Like, I'm not I'm not going through Gray Market because we've had people contact us and like ask us like, hey, you know, how long do you have to wait for your Blue uh, your, your Blue Lagoon Samurai? Like, uh, I didn't. I just I got it. Like, I showed up <laughs> and I drank some Japanese whiskey. And, you know, talk shit for a few hours and I got it. Because, like, some people got their, or purchased, paid money for the Blue Lagoon Samurai limited edition. That's the big thing. It's a limited edition through gray markets and they never got them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just, it's, it's obviously for your watch. Yeah, dude, all day. I would, I would, I would go gray market all day. So, I think, I think you and I kind of meet at the same spot where... We can appreciate that the gray market exists. <clears throat> there are a handful of reputable dealers that will oh, yeah. sell anything from Seiko to like, you know, Audemars Piguet, even like Richard Mille and stuff like that. If we're talking David SW, 
Um, God, that guy's, but, that, guy's, that guy's website's fucking amazing. Yeah. God, <laughs> yeah amazing, amazing stock of watches as well. Yeah. Um, in, in your neck of the woods, also. You should just he, find him and mug him. somewhere in Orlando. Maybe the next time we're at a, we're at a magic game, we can meet in center court with our, with our fucking reshared meals. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there is that element of security and uh, almost like additional satisfaction that you get by going through either a boutique or an authorized dealer, um, which you got with that with that Seiko Samurai. You didn't have to worry about, well, my watch is, um, I purchased it from an Indonesian site, but it's shipping from Hong Kong and it's going through <laughs> customs and wherever. And, and that, you know, that can happen if you're, if you're looking for like a limited JDM watch that can right. totally happen. So I can see why you kind of like spared yourself of that, that headache and went through the, uh, the authorized dealer. I think paying a little bit more is worth that peace of mind. Yeah. For, um, this, for this limited edition watch. But for example, you're um oh no that's that that's that that's that's another bad experience i'm trying i'm trying to think of a good great experience i was gonna talk about the 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 the, the citizen pro master oh Yours. yeah well i mean talk talk about bad experience as well because this this does happen with some gray market dealers and it, we just have to reiterate that you do have to do your research on be it forums or reddit or whatever that's just the, like that's the big thing we've talked about the educated buyer before like it's probably it's probably extremely fucking integral for you to be an educated buyer potentially almost a paranoid buyer but a paranoid educated buyer within the watch world because it's just it's right. <clears throat> and this is something i learned so i i um michael and i are, are in the midst of a gift war and so um when i was <laughs> i was answering michael's volley with a gift exchange of my own, and I got him the Citizen Pro Master that if you're on Instagram, you've seen us put up. And so I originally purchased that. I paid money. I gave the money, and they sent me a receipt. <laughs> gave the money um, from Joma Shop, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, rock and roll. We'll let you know when it ships." You know, a few days go by, nothing. Like a week goes by, and I get an email like, "Oh, hey, uh, by the way, that watch is back order. We don't have it." I'm like, dude, well, uh, <laughs> what's this receipt for? My hope, I like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand, like, what, like, you know, there's, it was something like, um, it'll be back in stock, like, uh, or like, we'll let you know when it's back in stock. So this is another thing that I think Joma Shop does specifically. They'll list a watch when they don't have it. When an order comes in, then their gray market minions descend upon the earth to find out where they can get the watch for you then. Well, yeah, it's it's a classic it's a classic case of a drop shipping business. And yes. If if that sounds stressful, I used to do do the same thing with um, aircraft components. Oh, that's <laughs> so. If Lufthansa or KLM call you and ask for something, you don't tell them no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a good point. And then and then you spend ten extra hours at the office trying to source it from some dealer in Hong Kong who is the only person in the world that has quantity <laughs> one of the component. But anyways, the same thing can happen with watches. And, and that's, it's something, it's an issue with a just kind of operating a drop shipping business in general. Mm -hmm. um, if you're doubtful, I've done this before, I just flat out email them and say, do you actually have this in stock or are you drop shipping? Use that word. Say, are you drop shipping? Wow, nice. And, and I've had people say, I've had people say, like, yeah, we don't have it. It'll ship in like three or four weeks. Fuck so that. I want it now, dude. I want that yeah, shit now. It, it can be, it can be misleading, <laughs> especially if you're going through eBay or something. 
and they haven't exactly like tweaked the way that they display their shipping or anything like that you can say like oh buy it now and then close your laptop and just hope it's coming in a week or so but no that thing is yeah. actually it's going to take a month for them sit to sit by it. the door like scott pilgrim yeah <laughs> eating bread <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's 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 interesting i mean given all that, to your point, I think gray market really does have a good place because in the past we've talked about, especially with my Blue Book and Samurai, you know, build a relationship with the boutique, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I think we were specifically talking about the Seika boutique. Don't build a relationship with your Hublot boutique. I don't think they like you guys. I don't know. It, it, it depends who you are, you know. I if, want them if... to see my Hublot tattoo. I want them to see my Michael J. Fox smash turtle Hublot tattoo I have in my hand. All right. Will you get a Jean-Claude Biver tattoo? I will this get John Claude Biver tattooed on my chest so my nipples are his eyes, his bulging face lifted eyes. Does that make sense? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I just, wanted, I, I just <laughs> the worst that could ever happen is I'm not understood. So I just want to make sure when I say something, Michael, I'm understood. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 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 a clear that's a clear <laughs> image. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a younger sibling, which meant no one in the house gave a shit about me until they, <laughs> until they needed something from me. You know what I mean? So I just want to make sure I'm heard. But yeah, no, I, 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 I... And so we've talked about the past boutiques, 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 boutiques. I think it's also good to have a gray marketplace that you do trust. You know what I mean? Or just at least understanding the process. Because if you understand the process behind the gray markets... If we are able to help demystify the process for you, I think it makes it less daunting. Makes it feel like less like 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 blowing a guy behind 7-Eleven for a watch. It's like, oh, gray market is. You know what I mean? It's just basically all it, it means is, you know, you're not getting it directly from an authorized dealer and you probably won't have the factory warranty. Now, you might have a warranty associated with the gray market dealer, but I mean, hold on. <coughs> oh, fuck, man. Ugh. Sorry. I don't, I, I don't breathe when I talk, Michael. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're okay. We're fine. I, I talk the same way a little dog barks. It's just noise. It just there's noise until the thing is over. You know? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So, um, oh yeah. So, so gray market places sometimes will have their own warranties. Like you know, you know, you'll enjoy you know Joma shops. I don't know, thirty six month, twelve month. I don't know what the fuck it is one one year warranty. Um. Well, I don't know how good those are in, com in comparison to the factory one. I think the big thing I've noticed just been reading is that it's like, you know, as long as something breaks within the first, you know, 45 minutes. What the fuck was that? Did you hear that, dude? That was like a motorcycle or something. Are you in Tron? That sounded like the Tron motorcycle. <laughs> it might have been, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Dude, I want to be in is all Is all of, of Seattle like Tron? I want to be in Tron. It's it's very different from Tron. We we have a lot of <laughs> a lot of fedoras, a lot of coffee. <laughs> something that people call the Seattle freeze. Uh, nobody talks to you. Everyone what the fuck is the Seattle freeze? <laughs> people are kind of smug sometimes. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, warranties. <laughs> dude, dude, no one talks to you in New York either. Everyone just stares at the ground. You you know you know who's fucking fresh meat in New York City when they're looking up at all the tall, pretty buildings. Like, oh, that guy's getting fucking mugged. <laughs> that motherfucker's getting followed and mugged tonight. Because he's looking at the, the fucking billboards and all that bullshit, you know? Perfect. <laughs> when I was in New York, I put my hands in my pockets, I stare at the ground. You know what I mean? The only defense I had to getting mugged was looking like I was going to mug you back. Okay. You know? <laughs> Seattle freeze. 
<laughs> so that's the thing. I think the big thing is just educating people behind it. So it's rare that those watches will be fake. But you should also just kind of know what you're you're getting into. I, I think to your point though, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy like a seven thousand dollar watch. So I looked. I think the the Breitling my brother bought on Joma Shop was like four thousand bucks. Okay. Dude, I'm, I'm not paying Joma Shop four thousand bucks to to give me a fucking you know anal cavity search. I'm not paying them four thousand bucks for nothing, man. That's crazy. Well, if I understand correctly, with the more expensive watches, <clears throat> I think a lot of times, maybe recently they've adjusted warranties. Uh, to where the first service is actually part of the warranty. Okay, so that's it's, badass. That's actually that's actually pretty badass. Really. If it's a really if it's a really expensive watch, I can definitely see wanting the the warranty, which is why I think a dealer like David S W still sells watches with like three years left of the warranty or something. I well, that's, that's the thing. So David David S W and Lunar Oyster, they're gray market, but they're a complete different breed. Like they're, they're used. But a lot of these are used, but it's weird. Right. They're used, but they still have plastic on them sometimes. Um, the thing is, they're used, but there's, there's, there's. I still consider them gray market because, uh, like you said just now, they're still new. Those watches are still, dude. I, yeah. I, I, I saw a fucking. Um, he had a Pam One Eleven on there. Um, when I was still working, where the fuck was I working at that? I think I was still working at near, near, near Lake Eola. Uh, like a year or so ago, shit had like like this was this was an old Pam One Eleven. This is the old um, uh, decoration on the movement. It wasn't like the 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 Geneve stripes. It was just the word Panerai over and over again. You know what I mean? It was sure. Like, it was an yeah. old E series. It was that's what it was. It was an old E series Pam One Eleven. Shit still had like the box and like the plastic guard for the case and like the fucking like everything. And I'm like, dude, this like, and it was in like excellent condition. Like no scratches, nothing. He was selling it for like thirty eight hundred bucks. I'm like, dude, this thing just must have not sold because I, I refuse to believe this is a used watch. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's very possible. I, I know some people. Some people <clears> get <throat> kind of crazy about the Rolexes, and they will keep all of the plastics on, even when they wear it every day. Um, which is it's weird, but I think that's that's a great example where if you track um, either independent dealers or gray market dealers, whatever you want to call them. You can also get an idea of how the value of these watches performs um, on the street. Um, oh, you, good point. You, you start to really see which watches lose their value really <clears throat> fast. And that Panerai you saw probably MSRP is, I don't know, close twice, to 8000 Yeah, twice the price of what I saw for. Third, I will say also 3800 is the lowest I have ever seen the Pam 111 listed for. Yeah, yeah, and, and that happens. Um, and it's even better when you see that and you kind of just do a Google search with David SW and watch you seek, and then you'll pull up all of the results on watch you seek of people talking about him or whatever other dealer you're looking for and do right. nothing, nothing, not a single, not a single bad experience yeah. for that dude. And those, those are the people where if you are looking gray market, I mean, that's what I look for. Even if I'm on, I, I'm also a paranoid buyer. If I'm on eBay and I'm kind of like, you know, shopping for something quartz or whatever, and I mm -hmm. look and it's like, still, if it's like 99% on the feedback, I'm like, nah, next. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what do you want? A hundred percent? Yeah. I, dude, all the time. Yeah. There's that's no excuse. Funny. There's no excuse. <laughs> so have you found people on eBay with a hundred percent? Yeah, all the time. This I, I the the dealer so the dealer that I bought the Bulova from, 
uh, as I think I explained to you that they're they had a hundred percent. They had like I don't know how many thousand transactions. Um, they had the little ribbon and the stars and all that garbage. Right, eBay and, bestseller or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but the page was set up kind of poorly. Like, um, like the location wasn't set. It just said USA. <laughs> um, but I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's <Bye."> do it, man. <laughs> but it's it's so funny when <clears throat> when I got the package and I opened it up, I actually. It turns out that it was just like some family jeweler somewhere, I think, yep. in New York that had it. And um, kind of a nice touch. I got a receipt, like a printed receipt from like an old crummy machine. That's adorable. With like the the name of, <laughs> I, I don't know the name. I, I, should, I should find it. But yeah, that it was, was cute. Just, that is just fucking cute as shit. That's yeah. awesome. So, some, so sometimes you, you know, you never know. Um, and if if you're kind of shopping around in that range the sub $500 range you know maybe you don't care that much maybe you do care if if you're spending $200 on your first uh, on your first SKX you want to you want to re- really be careful with it um one place that i have an issue with is actually amazon cuz i find it really hard oh my god to tell dude. yeah what's okay and what is it and we actually just had a post on the site um where uh, somebody shared their buying experience with yes uh, golden uh, hashtag and no, hashtag um uh, so it, the the community contribution from um, at golden suit vibes um, Fred Nicholas wrote in a really cool article just about his experience buying the SKX and how yeah. I guess it's not as clear cut as one would expect really it's a fucking super entertaining read and if you're if you're listening Fred huge shout out to you man that was that was a blast to read that was such a pleasure just uh yeah with. With Amazon, with the the only the only advice I can offer, and it's it's what I look for personally, because these are all gray market, um, is just look for that like fulfilled by Amazon kind mm. of copy that they put there, because that's I, I I won't buy otherwise. I think I bought once. I bought like an old G Shock that was like JDM only, and it came from Japan, and I was like, ah, I really want it. Whatever. <laughs> and um, and but yeah, you 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 gotta wait, and you're not sure, and. You know, the box comes and it has like bees in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, is that a normal experience? Oh my god. I'm gonna open an Amazon store selling craft artisan soaps, but I'm just really gonna be mailing out fucking beehives to people. Like fucking Wiley Coyote. I'm just gonna start mailing bees to motherfuckers who want like lavender shea butter hand soap. Like, oh my soap is here. Nope, bees. Sorry. You just got but, bead. Uh, <laughs> But I think I think you and I have been rewarded by um, kind of acting as really cautious slash paranoid buyers because I, um, you know I, I know you had you had that issue with Joma Shop. Um, I know a lot of people like them. Also, some people have had great experiences with them. Yes. Um, you know, once again, uh, we can go back to the educated buyer thing. Just really be careful. Uh, gray market has a lot to offer. Um, I th- I'll probably be using it again soon. <laughs> I think I think the way to do it is if you're looking at a gray marketplace and you're not sure, you've heard the name but you're not sure. Go to Google, type in "watch you seek" or uh, yeah, right, "watch you seek." Yeah, yeah, "watch you seek" the name of the gray marketplace and just read up what people have been saying. Yeah, that's the that's the smartest fucking thing you can do. And um. Kind of this is this is kind of steering away from gray market. It, it just goes into the kind of research conversation. 
recently the watch exchange subreddit i don't know how they built in this this kind of feature functionality but when you uh when somebody posts uh that they're selling a watch on that subreddit mm-hmm. a, a bot will automatically pull their history uh their oh that's awesome yeah um their history from whoever has posted on a separate subreddit called watch exchange feedback so you'll make your posts and then a bot will post right under immediately linking um people to your feedback on the separate subreddit so you get that instantly now on on reddit that's awesome which can be kind of a hairy place to to navigate if you don't know what you're looking for yeah yeah but again it just it just comes down to to you know research if you see someone selling something check out their history or i guess use that bot that bot's awesome it just auto populates that stuff and just read if this is the first time they've ever sold anything on reddit I don't know. Maybe you don't want to be the first person to buy something from them. Not saying that you know every first seller is bad, but it's just it just it's always worth doing the research, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um. Yeah. And then I. I mean, off the top of my head, I. uh, I would personally, I think I can call myself like pretty experienced in in purchasing watches. Sure. Um. Unless it's something really expensive uh, where I don't want to get burned and I really want the experience and I want the box and I want the papers, I can't really I can't really see myself going to an authorized dealer um, unless I'm trying to buy a new ceramic Daytona. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Oh, you know, but of course. You know what I mean? Because I some, something weird happens with gray market, I guess we should say, with some watches. Where actually, gray market is more expensive than authorized dealer. Oh and, yeah, that's yeah okay yeah. Um, it's weird. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, you explain. Yeah. I'll shut up. I'll, no, yeah. it's 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 super simple, and that's that's what's happening with these new ceramic Daytonas now. Is that the waiting lists are becoming so long? I think the Vegas boutique said like four years or something. Oh my god, um, I could be dead in four years. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yes, very well could be dead in four <laughs> oh my years. God, both of us, um, right? Jesus. But yeah, people and then people pay um because they just want it and they don't want to wait. People pay five, six, seven thousand dollars above MSRP and they set the the price on the secondary market. And these gray market dealers will will happily, you know, price those those watches as such. <laughs> Jesus. So weird. No, it's a it's a very rare case. I've I've only seen it happen with Rolex watches. Um, you know. Um, and I've seen it happen with limited edition Seikos, um, that haven't necessarily circulated uh, mm-hmm. all that well yet. I think the, um, I think it even happened with your, with your Samurai, uh, for like the first week that it was announced, there were some, some people that had it and they were just like crazy, crazy prices. Yeah. Yeah. It, it It's, it's, it's weird. I think, I think like we said, if you're looking at gray market, if there's a watch you see, and you find a great price for it, and you're just like, yeah, you know what? I know it's probably a cool experience to go into the boutique or the AD or whatever, but like, I would really love to save like this few hundred bucks. And if you aren't sure about the great marketplace, go to Google, watch you seek, name of the place, done. Just that, just do your research that way, you know? Yeah. So if you guys, if you guys have had any cool <clears throat> experiences, if you guys have had any bad experiences, um, let us know. This is something that Kaz and I talk about all the time. Uh, off air, we kind of just like text each other listings for different watches, and we're like, "Who the hell is 
shopping in ja- <laughs> who, who's shopping in japan.com shopping uh, in japan sold me my orient star gmt man <laughs> you know so um yeah we'd, we'd like to hear from you guys and what kind of experiences you've had um i know some people will strictly only buy new all the time uh mm-hmm. no matter no matter what they're buying because that's just something that they want and that's fine so uh feel free to share your experiences uh you know instagram or email we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys yeah positive negative indifferent questions if there's something about gray markets that we might have talked about or didn't really talk about and you're just like guys can you talk about this more or guys i think you totally missed this definitely let us know that as well because if, if my my time this earth has taught me anything is that my knowledge is just full of fucking holes like there's just so there's just, <laughs> there's just so much shit i don't know and understand about myself and about the world around me and that you know it's just i'll, I'll always take advice and information from especially you guys especially the listeners so definitely definitely um chime in good experiences bad experiences gaps in knowledge you might have had questions you might have um do you want to move on and and talk about the do the last i think 15 ish 15 20 ish minutes yeah. or so yeah, we got a little more time to talk about something uh, a so, little more more personal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, this is something that's kind of this is more of like a like a like a like a, like a housekeeping thing, really really important. So we want to talk about it. So for a while, I mean, ever ever since like the early days of the show, like even before we hit like double digits in show numbers, people would reach out and they'd be like, "Hey, love the show, blah blah blah. You know, would love to donate. You know, blah blah blah. Like, how can I do that?" I don't need to you know i have no idea you can mail me your 50 cents I, I i don't know like it wasn't like it wasn't even on our radar you can mail you us know? some bees you can do mail oh my god yes tb hashtag tbws mailing bees okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get that tattooed on my forehead backwards so i can read it every morning when i see myself in the mirror yes uh, so it was something that michael and i've been talking about because people more and more kind of have been reaching out and it's one of those things where we're also getting i think close to the the one year mark and we're like okay if people are 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 asking about this and if we're getting close to the one year mark where we have to like um you know renew like like i guess our soundcloud membership and like server costs you know and things like that like we want to explore different ways since you guys have been asking of like opening up the avenue for donations for you guys to just support the show to keep us on the uh the air and so like the there's there's two that i keep hearing i mean one is obviously like the 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 paypal donate button you know what i mean yeah and the other one is uh patreon i hope i'm saying that right i don't know i'm i i i feel like an old bastard now because like people say things i just don't understand you know what i mean oh yeah i mean dude at the world of apps is crazy i don't even know what people use anymore but yes it's it's patreon do people still play angry birds is that still cool and new i don't know i don't know man i don't know dude i'll i'll play michael i'll play angry birds with you i'll I'll be angry birds with you (laughs) (laughs) we can do it so yeah another one is patreon um and so just and like i was looking at so patreon seems kind of like specifically dedicated towards uh, uh um opening up avenues of like you know donations patrons donating uh for like creative uh, endeavors to like i know a lot of youtubers use it i know podcasts use it and things like that and so we just want to hear from you guys and like actually open up the discussion of like is this something that we should talk about further something that we should get into do you want to see us open up this patreon thing 
and 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 have an avenue up there because the 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 fact of the matter is people people like keep asking and like I, I kind of feel like an asshole in like not really having an answer because every time someone asks a question I have to have an answer. Cassim, is this pole job real? <laughs> Let me I don't know. <laughs> Let me figure it out. Like, what's, I, I, what's I, this Rolex? Well, yeah, um, let me text Michael. I don't know. <laughs> the quickest way for you to get a hold if, – if someone has like a gun to someone else's head and they say, get Michael on the phone right now. You text me a Rolex reference number. I'll get you fucking Michael on the phone. Right? <laughs> I, will, well, I, will, I will priority mail my ass to Seattle or wherever the fuck you live now, and I will, <laughs> I will get him on the phone. You know, well, so he, he, Here's the bottom line. I, I, don't think, I don't think anybody likes to – flat out um ask for money and i think i think no, that you and I, I think that you and i would probably feel uncomfortable with i don't know putting a post up tomorrow saying like hey give us some cash for hey, donations hey hey guys our our donate link is live no i feel super super weird the only reason i'm even bringing it up now is because i i i I have to answer every question. So people have been asking, they'll be like, oh, no, it's on our radar. If you've asked and I've said that, I'm sorry. I said that because I have, I just, I just don't have an answer. I just don't right. know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So if you, if you, if you are at a point or if you have been curious about ways to financially support, you know, the Two Broke Watch Knobs uh, site and podcast, uh, we would really, we'd want to open up the conversation to suggestions uh, from listeners and readers. Uh, before we actually implement anything uh, yeah. because this is kind of a super special community that we're trying to build and we don't want to rub anybody the wrong way by just flat out trying to ask for money or uh, selling underwear on our site at some point i don't know <laughs> that dude what am i supposed to do with those like all these tbws underwears i have being shipped here man <laughs> gotta sell those underwear somehow although i will i will say i would love to sell two book wash knobs uh, toothbrushes yeah, those toothbrushes might I still happen. Think, I still think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great way to to clean the salt water off of your your Rolex Submariner. Oh my God, yes! We'll specifically <laughs> sell it for cleaning seawater off of your fucking dive watches. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm down. There you go. You know, so yeah, definitely would appreciate everyone's feedback. Also, the thing is, if anyone. I know a lot of you guys actually like listen to podcasts regularly. I don't listen to podcasts. I, I I barely listen to our podcast. I just I just don't. I just I I do my best to not have myself in the podcasting like world because I'm afraid by seeing other people's work I'll like I'll be influenced and adjust my own work unconsciously because when I was younger I used to do that stuff all the time with like music and writing and I hated myself for it. So as soon as I find something I like, I immediately unplug myself from it. <laughs> just try and do that thing in a vacuum so if any of you guys are familiar with patreon and like you know about it, you're like yeah dude it's awesome or nah dude it blows ass like definitely definitely let us know i know some of you guys are in the podcast or if you guys have experience with that like paypal button i've seen that thing if that's easier for folks to use i have no idea you know it's just pretty it's, pretty old school man that paypal button's been around for some time now michael <laughs> i want our site to look like a geo site and you're not gonna get in my way all right. <laughs> Sounds good. I want I want a little I want a traffic counter at the bottom. You know what I mean? I want it to be like an eight digit long traffic counter with only two digits filled in. Like I want like 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 a geo site, dude. Perfect. <laughs> and then every four or four or four page is just an angel fire. Like a, like a, like like the angel fire logo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I want our site to look like, man. But yeah, so I mean, uh, I'm open to suggestions. 
if it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, man, it makes sense, but like, you know, I don't think uh, uh, Patreon's where it's at or anything like that. Like, this just, I just, I just want to talk about it, man. Just want to get an answer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because and and you know, doing this podcast um, every week, which was kind of like a crazy goal that we um, put ahead of ourselves pretty early yeah. on, and we we weren't sure if we could do it. Um, but it I does it yeah. does take a lot of work to kind of you know coordinate you know your time and my time and be it editing or putting a graphic together. Um, it's it's a great deal of our time as well, yeah. and uh, we have also kind of just personally invested in this. You know, we, we've been as meager as we possibly could, um, but you know there's still there still is stuff like you know the SoundCloud membership or your hosting or your you know or contest URL yeah contest uh, if we're if we're purchasing some watches to give away and stuff like that, which um, we will be doing soon for the two thousand follower giveaway. Sorry, to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it's so. Um, yeah, and, and we love, we love doing this for you guys. Um, but if, if you are at the point where you enjoy the content enough that you would like to support us, um, we'd like to hear from you and, uh, see what you have to say about ways that people can potentially kind of help us out. Can I also just say how hard Michael works on the show? I mean, I, I, I want to make it very clear. I do not work hard on this show <laughs> at all. Michael, Michael is like as, as if it wasn't clear from our from our smart guy, dumb guy dynamic. It's not dynamic. This is just how I am in reality. So I feel very sorry for my. Fiance. I don't know if we have that dynamic. Wait, <laughs> no. Michael, I'm very, I'm very stupid, Michael. <laughs> this, I, I think you're very smart. There's no. If you want to talk about Rakettis for four hours, Michael, I'll I'll talk to you about Rakettis, dude. But that's that's <laughs> very niche knowledge. It's like Rain Man knowledge. I can count how many coffee beans you throw in the bathtub, sure, but I wow. can't necessarily figure out, you know. To get to work on time, <laughs> that's not gonna happen anymore, you know. But but Michael works very very hard, specifically in like all of the post processing for the audio in the show. Like like you work super hard in that, dude. All I do is come on the air and talk about my dick for an hour and a half, and that's and like that. My time is I clock out. I like that's it. You know what I mean? But then you're sitting there in front of your fucking like program and like yeah, I'm on the Instagram, but I can do it on the toilet. You know what I'm saying? I- so I've learned that kind of anything that you do with watches, if you're editing a podcast about watches or if you're writing for different websites about watches or like, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> taking photos of watches, everything takes a ton of time. Yeah. Like, like for fucking ever, <laughs> you know, to put, to put <laughs> something that's, to put something together that's actually really good and enjoyable. Uh, if you're a reader, if you're a listener, um, and, uh, it is to do it every week is a lot of work, but it's. I, just, I didn't realize that wasn't normal. I thought all podcasts release new episodes every week. I mean, some podcasts do it just like once a month or something, or that's, once every that's two weeks so, or something like that. How the how how am I supposed to not hear from someone for a month? <laughs> so yeah, that, that's so that's something funny that happened with uh, with Kaz and I early on, and we were just like, well, I guess we're doing this every week now. Cause we're, <laughs> I thought it was normal because, like I said, when we when we decided to do the podcast, okay, good. I'm not I'm not gonna listen to any more podcasts. I'm done looking at po- all all the only like audio like spoken thing I did at the time when we started this podcast is I would listen to like audio Shakespeare at my okay. at my desk. I wouldn't like listen to podcasts or whatever because I didn't I didn't want to like you know get into that. So I thought once a week was normal, and then uh, obviously you know Michael, I guess it's, I guess it's not. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the bottom line is, as is, 
as you and I transition into kind of uh, doing other things that, you know, take up our time, be it for regular income or life and living, uh, <laughs> we, we kind of have to know that uh, this thing can keep on going uh, because it is a lot of fun putting it together every single week. Um, I just... I would like to say that it would be nice if, if we got some support, it would be, it would be fun. And it's, it's very comforting to know that there have been people that uh, have said that they want to chip in. We just want to find a way that's comfortable for all of the readers and all of the listeners. And, and that's and, why we're, we're having this discussion now. And the reality is if the answer comes back and, and basically like there is no good way, whatever, that's cool, man. You know what I mean? The point right. is just, we just want to reach out. Like I would fucking hate, to like, like Michael, like you said, like people go on the site one day and like, oh, there's a button, and then the featured post for the next four weeks is is talking about how we have this new button or whatever on Patreon, and it's just like that would like immediately like fuck my shit up in a bad way. Like I would be just like I, as a user, I'd be pissed off. You know what I mean? I think Amen. in the same and like in the same way, like I was really upset when I found out certain press outlets charge money for reviews. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, dude, I, I mean, if, if push comes to shove, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start selling pocket squares. And sunglasses. I'll sell you a pocket square, Michael. I'll sell you a pocket square, and you sell it back to me, and we'll just keep. As long as we keep selling it back to each other, our income will increase, right? Yeah, that's how it works, right? I that's think how, that's I think that's how an economy functions. That's capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> if our if any ec, uh, ec, ec, mm, economists. Oh, thank you. Oh God, <laughs> if. I'm so sorry. If any econ econom my god. If any economist there, sorry, Jesus Christ. That's what I had to do when I was a kid. And I, I had a really bad stutter as a kid, so if I was stuttering, I had to clap as loud as I could. If there if there are any economists who are listening to our show, that's how an economy functions, correct? You just keep selling things back and forth between people and money just comes? Yes. I think that's how it works. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If any of you are philanthropic economists, we don't want to hear from you. <laughs> right? Did I say it right or did I fuck it up this time? I, close enough. Okay, I, no, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, because I, 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 after that episode, I had to practice it. Like I, like I just, I just stared in the mirror with a toothbrush in my mouth, just thinking the word. And then when I was done brushing, I'm like, philanthropist. Phil, is it philanthropist or philanthropist? I think it's philanthropist. I don't give a fuck, dude. I think it's a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> Is it a good time to wrap it up? Okay. <clears throat> I, w I will say, I, I will end the podcast um, with uh, the United States Postal Service, publication 52, um, paragraph 526. Um, live bees are, in fact, mailable. <laughs> no! Oh, motherfucking watch family, you're getting mailed bees. Everyone, <laughs> you're getting mailed bees. It doesn't matter if we have your address or not, we will find you. And we will mail you bees. Yeah, yeah. So. They're gonna be they're gonna be blue and white branded, two book watch knob bees. Perfect. <laughs> okay, before we go, I, I gotta tell a quick forty five second story. When I was a kid, uh, my parents are from Pakistan. So when I was a kid, I haven't gone back recently or really ever when I was like an adult. But when I was younger, my parents took me there, and like there are these like street fairs and like bazaars that open up every now and then. And my my mom took me to one, and we were walking through and. I don't know if they still do it now. If anyone's been to like India or Pakistan or or, 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 or any of them one fucking countries and you still see these there, let me know. Okay. Um, they sold little chicks, the little chicks, like the fuzzy little birds, baby chickens, but they were dyed different colors, like they were dipped in dye. That's so terrible. So, 
That's gonna get me so mad. <laughs> is, I'm so sorry, Michael. So there's like a, there's magenta ones and there's blue ones and there's red ones and like I saw as a very little a very little kid. I must have been like five or six. And so uh, I go, I go, oh mom, mom, you know the the birds are really pretty. Like I really want a bird. And, and my mom goes, no, 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 no. And I'm like, why? Like no, 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 no. And then like I was so upset. And then later that day, we were back at my aunt's house because she's the one who we were visiting. We were there. I told my dad that story. I'm like, Dad, you know, we saw these these really beautiful, like, blue chicks, little baby chickens, and dad, and, and mom wouldn't buy me one. And my dad goes, that's because the, the, the you know, they die the next day because the dye is toxic. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. I completely lost track of why I'm telling that story, Michael. I think, because um, we talked about, did we talk about chickens? We talked about mailing bees, but yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. I don't even know how I got on that topic. But yeah, don't hashtag don't buy dyed chickens, guys. All right? That's, That's the headline. Awful, awful practice. Yes. <laughs> it happens yeah. it happens on Easter a lot. I'm sorry. Does it really? Yeah, yeah. It's a big thing. Uh people do it around Easter. Oh no. Of. In the yeah. States? Yeah. <laughs> That's really messed up. It's <laughs> fucking awful, dude. I thought that was some third world country shit. No. <laughs> no. Oh my god, my life is awful. Four birds, man. But uh, yeah, for for a recap, um, you know, once again, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck we talk. I don't know how we're gonna recap this, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, once again, guys, share your experiences uh, with you know the gray market overall. Uh, do you have your kind of go to sites and people that that work independently for for watches that you like to buy, or do you just go straight up AD? Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, um thanks so much for for your support and your kind of outreach um and asking us about ways to financially support us uh we want to keep that discussion open because we want to implement something that's comfortable for everyone and that everyone yeah. is okay with the the, um, the the truth is we want you guys to be a part of every decision we make yeah and that was the case for you know the website that was the case for how the show progressed it's how it's the case for like different segments that we come up with so like it, it's it we never want to feel like the show goes to a point where you guys are surprised by a choice or you guys weren't looped in. So definitely feedback on the best way, I guess that would make sense for folks who are interested. And if there is no best way, that totally makes sense too. Just want that channel of communication to be open. In addition to that, if any of you guys have this Janus Trading fucking Azores piece, and if your your bracelet was made out of uh, out of fucking just like dog shit as well, can can you let me know? I, I want to know if I'm alone before I write this review, because I want I don't want to I don't write want to write like an unfair review just based off of what I experienced. You know what I'm saying? So right. So definitely write in uh, on that. Ooh, let me think. What else? Uh, don't die chickens. Um, nope. What else? What else we got? Dunkin' Donuts likes giving away bags. Uh, I'm gonna get. John B. Vera's face tattooed on my naked body. What else we got? I think that's, I think it. It, I think that's it. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but I think that's it. <laughs> I can uh, I can start the sign off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You've been listening to Two Rogue Watch Snobs. Later, guys.